One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a mundane conversation about something ordinary. Thank you for listening. We hope you listen and sleep. My name is Marco Timpano, and joining me is Amanda Barker. Hi. Amanda, I wanted to talk about cobblers and shoe repair today. So, not peach and apple. No, I love peach and apple cobbler. I love a peach cobbler, actually. I haven't had a peach cobbler in a long time. What's your favorite flavor of cobbler? Rhubarb. Ooh, a rhubarb, yeah. rhubarb on its own or mixed with something? For me, rhubarb and apple. I know strawberry and rhubarb is the more classic combo, but I don't like strawberries. So a rhubarb apple, uh, tangy and sweet, that would be a great cobbler. Okay. Now, How about you? I love a peach cobbler. I think that's my favorite cobbler. Mm -hmm. I feel like because everyone says peach cobbler, it's my go-to cobbler. <laughs> Your cobbler of choice? It is definitely my cobbler of choice. A good peach cobbler at the right time of year, nothing's better. <laughs> so how how are two very different nouns both called cobbler? And I know that there's a grammatical term for that, and now I'm not remembering what it is. Sure. Two things that are the same word with very different meanings. Well, that's a good question, Amanda. I can tell you what makes a cobbler different than a crumble or a crisp. That but, would be great. But I don't know what makes it different than someone who repairs your I've, shoes. I've actually always under I've always I've never understood the difference between a crisp, a cobbler, and a what was the other one? A crisp, a cobbler, and a crumble. And a crumble. And then isn't there also a, a buckley or something? Buckle. Blueberry buckle. A buckle, buckle. that's right. Yeah. Though today's episode is about <laughs> shoes, so I don't want to go down the food route the too much. Path? Yeah. Okay, well, we can come back to that. A cobbler has a biscuit topping on it on fresh fruit. Okay. So there's that. A crumble and crisps are very similar with the name crumble originating from England. Okay. They both contain fresh fruit with a streusel-like topping that gets gets baked until the fruit is cooked. I always think of a crumble as having oatmeal involved and walnuts involved and sure. then a crisp just as the brown sugar butter combo. Fair enough. Which is my go-to, really. In any event, none of those are somebody who can repair the strap of my heels. So tell me about... <laughs> Going a trip to the cobbler for you. When I was little, it's funny because I don't know if people realize, but I don't know what the topic is going to be until I'm in this room usually. 
So my first thing when I think of when I hear the word cobbler in terms of shoe cobbler is the, when I was little, um, my mom would always talk about going to the cobbler. And of course, she's from Massachusetts, so she'd pronounce a cobbler. And um, so we I was a little kid in on the South Shore of Massachusetts growing up until I was 13. And our cobbler was in the grocery store. Oh, really? Yeah. He had a little booth. Um, if you can picture like a Walmart that has a McDonald's sort of at one end. Sure. Well, that was our stop and shop, but it was a cobbler, <laughs> you know, not a McDonald's or a nail salon or whatever else. You know, sometimes with these big grocery stores, you can have this sort of little side kiosk or business. So ours was just past the checkout. There was a cobbler. And I remember the wall was green of the cobbler's place. So that's how I remember it anyway, sort of a mint green. I see. And my mom would always take shoes to him, like a bag of shoes, our shoes. Straps, heels broken, um, leather repair, um, you know, stretching things out maybe would be part of it, but any type of shoe repair. How about you? What was your first experience with a cobbler? It's interesting because for me, I don't think I went to a cobbler when I was younger. No? Mm, no, I can't recall going to cobblers. I It was part of the errands that my mom would do. I She'd see. be like, we have to go to the cobbler. We have to go to the consignment shop. And, you know, we'd have bags of our clothes and consign them. And then there's a bakery next door. So I loved going to the consignment shop because it smelled like fresh gingerbread always next door. Now that said, we have a cobbler not too far from where we live, or at least when we drive on this one street to go uh, north of the city, mm -hmm. we always pass this cobbler. Yeah. We used to go to a guy who was from the same area of Italy as your dad was, from Calabria. Who, who was that? Well, the Calabrese. I think his name was Frank. Um, Where was that cobbler? I don't remember. That was on DuPont. We used to go to him. DuPont and what? But across from the grocery store. They seem to always be around grocery stores. But he hasn't been there in a long time. Right. But we that was the first place we used that to go. That was our cobbler. Yeah. And then he, he shut it all down um, because like so many cobblers, he was, you know, he wasn't young. Right. And uh, so then I was sort of on a on a, you know. I was out to find a new cobbler, and they're not easy to find, uh, especially not ones that are open and reliable, and, you know, they almost always only take cash, which right. is challenging. It almost seemed like cobbling was a dying art form. It did. Can I tell you the etymology of the word cobbler in sure. reference to shoe repair? Yeah. Well, the term cobbler was originally used pejoratively to indicate that someone did not know their craft in the 18th century. Really? Yeah. It so you cobbled it together. I of. guess, yeah. Well, sorry, in the, in, in the 18th century, it became a term for those who repaired shoes but did not know enough to make them. Uh, so you could repair them, but you couldn't make okay. them. Interesting. Yeah. So um, That's interesting. Yeah, late, late 13th century, the surname uh, and place names were Cobain. Cobelier in, in France, which mm -hmm. men which which meant one who mends shoes. Okay. That's a place name as well? It's and that's what it Cobelier says. Cobelier or yeah. Cobelier. 
Corbillier. I would think. Sure. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so w- once that shop closed down, we found another one. So I went out looking. Right. And it's one of the, I find a cobbler is one of those things where you, you know, you're out, you're never looking for it. You're out for a drive and you, it's it a sunny you. day. <laughs> yes, your cobbler finds you. And so um, anyway, we were uh, near our home and uh, I looked and it said cobbler and it was a fresh new sign. And I thought, oh, that's exciting, like a new cobbler just a little bit north of us. So we, and there was even parking next door, a bonus. So we went next door and we, I walked in and um, a very lovely Persian man was there. And uh, I was in the middle of reading a Prisoner of Tehran. So I had a long talk with him about Iran and Sure. Persian culture. And it was really lovely. He was so lovely. Uh, he takes cash only, uh, but he does amazing work. And uh, and he's smart. He he gets you to pay up front, which is very smart, because how many people leave their old shoes and then just don't come back? Sure. Them? What you shoes know? were you bringing to this gentleman at the time? Uh, probably my heels. I actually had a pair of wedge heels that I loved that actually I got in a clothing swap so I wasn't even the first owner of them they were uh, see if you remember them they were uh, blue um, sort of canvas blue wedges and how did I break the heels well you and I were in Atlanta and we went to the Coca-Cola factory museum uh, yes the Coca-Cola museum yes right. and I say I call it a factory because there is a uh, a massive room where you test something like over a hundred different flavors Coke of Coke. Yeah, Coke products. So all from their, all over the world. Yeah, right. Yeah, anything citrusy, anything root beery, anything tangy, whatever. It doesn't matter. Everything they make, there's uh, fountains like you'd see in any any fast food chain, but they're all over. The walls are lined with them, and you can just go up and taste whatever. Well. Um, that particular day, there was a problem with their cleaning systems or something, and the entire floor was sticky, like a sticky syrup from people, I guess, dripping the the soda. There were so many of these fountain areas that you would, you know, you would put your cup there and fill up. And then you'd quickly remove the cup, drink it, and go to another fountain. So in that process of filling, taking, drinking, yeah. there was some splashes to be had. And, it, and now that we talk about it, it doesn't sound very hygienic, does it? <laughs> like it sounds, you know. Anyways, so um, there was some problem with their cleaning. Anyway, the entire floor was just imagine walking in a layer of like syrup. Sure. And so it was quite sticky. And people were remarking on it, but whatever. And it was so sticky that the bottom part of my uh, wedge heels separated from the rest of the shoe. Like I went to walk and the, the, the entire bottom part of the shoe was still on the floor and I walked out of it. It was as if your shoe melded with the sticky floor <laughs> and became more part of the floor yeah. than part of your foot. So... um they, I complained, and they gave me a pair of Coca-Cola flip-flops, which I think we still have somewhere. And so 
Um, that's what I wore the rest of the day. And then I loved the shoes so much that instead of just, you know, throwing them away, I uh, took I needed a cobbler. So I took them to that uh, Persian cobbler, and we've had a good relationship ever since. What is the typical reason you need to go to a cobbler? Is it heel-related, yeah. strap-related, um, width-related? For me, and I want to ask the same question of you, but sure. for me, it is always heel-related because I subpronate. Most okay. people either pronate or subpronate, and that's how you walk on your feet. So you can walk on the outside, or like the inside edges of your heels or the outside edges of your heels. Um, if you look at the back of people, and sometimes you can really, it's really pronounced. It always becomes more pronounced in winter shoes, and we live in a winter climate, you know, seven months out of the year, whatever it is. So um, heels of boots for me, uh, a, a pair of heels that I wear a lot for when I have to wear heels, like for corporate stuff that we do, they can take a beating. But heels of boots are probably the number one. And I've learned to buy better quality boots because if you buy sort of cheap kind of fashion-y you know, boots, usually those heels are hollow. So once you've walked on the side enough, it'll pop off the bottom and then you've got a hollow heel that's really loud that you're walking on and you can't really use the shoe anymore. Wait, the heel itself is hollow? Meaning that... The inside of the heel. So if you have like a chunky heel... Okay. So imagine imagine a pair of brown, a women's brown leather boots Okay. that zip up at the side. Sure. I've had many over the years, so you can imagine most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are cheaply made, then the heel of that boot is usually hollow. Okay. So um, once you've worn it down a bit, you know, because you love those boots and you wear them all fall or sure. whatever. Um, if that, if the bottom part of the heel pops off, the little sort of black attachment that buffers the cap, if you will. Sure. I don't know what else to call yeah. it. Sure. Once that pops off, it's it's hollow inside, um, and usually you're done. But if you have, if you really love those boots, and you have a good cobbler, they can put a much more substantial heel made out of you know cork or um, just a sturdy, not hollow product. I have learned though to not buy boots like that from trial and error over the years. And uh, I personally, especially when it comes to footwear, I'd rather spend money once and wear those boots for several seasons, several years, than, you know, buying a new pair every year, which is what happens when you buy cheap ones if you subpronate like I do. So that part of the heel is called the top lift. Oh. And the heel part that we know or under the heel so the part of the heel that would be um facing your toe let's say do you you know what i'm saying yeah that's called the heel breast and the heel is the actual heel as we know it oh interesting so what do you normally have to go to a cobbler for so here is my cobbler adventure okay and it also deals with boots okay so clearly Living in Canada, we do face cold weather for five months out of the year, I would Mm -hmm. say, November to April. Mm -hmm. We wear boots when it gets really cold. Yeah. I had a pair of leather boots that I got on sale after Christmas years ago. Right. 
And they were still not inexpensive. Right. But I could tell they were well-made. I loved these boots. They zipped all the way up past my mid-calf, so they were high and comfortable. You had them so long. You had them when I met you. Yeah. And that is now probably 15 years ago. I no longer have them, by the way. But you I had very for, recently. Yeah, I had them for a good 10, 12 years. And you had them recent. You actually looked for them this year. And you're like, did I get rid of those? Yeah. So those boots were tied, trust, tested, and true. They, they, they just could face anything. Tried, tested, tested and true? true? No. I think, yeah. <laughs> tied. Tied. I say tied. Yeah. So the front of the shoe came off. So if I look on that chart that I was looking so on like before, flapping? the welt, okay, the welt of the shoe, okay, separated from the boot. So the the welt being the front part of the mm-hmm. where you step mm-hmm. versus the heel, I guess where you're stepping off from. Mm-hmm. Th- that on my right foot came off. Mm-hmm. So I took it to the cobbler, our cobbler, the one you mentioned, th- the Persian gentleman, repaired it like a champ two years later that part because it was weak at this point i even forget the name of that the welt separated again right brought it to the cobbler and he's like okay you don't have that many repairs on this boot left Mm -hmm. there's only so much we can do and i think the welt came off the boot because you know when you take off your boots for those of us who wear winter boots Sometimes you'll put the heel and you'll use the other boot and push on your heel to remove it. Yeah. Sometimes your... you have to do that mm-hmm. because they'll, like my rain boots will just suction into my feet if I don't do that. It's about being lazy. If you sit and remove the boot with your two hands, you won't, you won't encounter this. But if you're in a hurry, you want to get it out from the cold, oftentimes you'll just stand there and with one foot, You'll push the heel off and mm-hmm. then with the other. So I'm sure I affected the welt right. by doing that. Right. So I brought it the second year and he's like, there's not much shoe left <laughs> on the bottom for me to I mean, adhere. They were over 10 years old, definitely yeah. at that point. When I had worn the tread away. You wore them everywhere. You would walk in the winter because the thing about those boots, see, we, there's different levels of boots right. in Canada. We have our sort of fall or spring boots, which mm-hmm. for for women, a, like I said, a brown leather pair that maybe zips on the side or kind of slouches, and you can wear them with you skirts. You also have plenty of black leather pairs. Like you, you're focused on the brown, but you also have— I, I'm going to say this. I yeah. have two pairs of long boots, and that's it. One brown and one black. Only two? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I do. Only two. I've gotten rid of everything else. Okay, fair enough. But you've uh, had, And they're both quality boots. But you've had— Mm, s- several in the past that I have that I've l- trial and okay. error like okay. I said my for the record my black ones are Birkenstock boots okay um, they're very heavy and very wide so I always feel a little bit punky wearing them okay. because they're wide and long black leather and when I say wide I mean wide in the footbed so they're when you say not punky sleek. what do you mean by well, they're not sleek, oh, so they have a Doc Martin kind of look okay. versus, um, you know, a, a more slimmer mm-hmm. look. My brown ones are slimmer, and I forget the name of the Kenneth Cole. Where did I get them? Anyway, I don't know. But let's go expensive. back to my welts, my my sore <laughs> okay. welts. My point is, 
those boots that you're talking about, mm -hmm. you could wear them in the fall and they just look like black boots. Yeah. Or you could wear them, and this is what's unique, because usually you can't, when it when it's really icy and really snow, you have to get into things that look like you're walking on the moon. Sure. Um, but those ones you actually could wear. They were that good. Yeah. So he repaired them one more time, and then the following year, they really separated. You know how <laughs> when you watch animations for kids and boots talk, and it looks like yeah. it has a mouth? Yeah. That was my boot. Totally. So what I did was, all right, I'm going to cobble it my together myself. You did it? Yeah. So I got some extra super strength. I don't remember yeah. this. I got some, here's my, here's where cobble goes wrong, folks. <laughs> I got some extra strength glue that's used in, when you're adhering things together on an industrial scale. Okay. So industrial glue that one would use if you're doing repair to concrete, let's say, or mm -hmm. to something that requires great adhesion. So I put that on the bottom, on the welt. Pressed it together with the sole, and some of the glue kind of seeped out, so my boot looked like it had a growth coming from from it, because all this glue kind of just <laughs> seeped out, and it bubbled and grew, and I tried to cut the glue away, but it wouldn't shape properly. So oh my gosh. one one boot looked oh, man. malformed. So my cobble. So cobbling is a lot harder than yeah. one would think, and that's why my those boots had to. They listen. They as my our good friend Dale says, they owed you nothing. They owed me absolutely nothing, and so that was the end of those those boots. But I've gone to the cobbler for other things, heel related things. Yeah, stretching. I, uh, have you ever gone for stretching to the cobbler? I haven't gone for stretching. I don't know if I believe in stretching. I mean, it has to be really good leather. For it to work, and even then, I don't know. I mean, I think a good shoe has a bit of stretch in it, but not enough that you should be able to just go and stretch it out. I always think stretching is is wishful thinking. I don't think if a pair of shoes are too tight, they're they're still going to be too tight. So I think it's time to pass those on, even if you got a, them for a good deal or whatever. That's the problem. You try them on in the store, and they they fit, and then. But a day out in a pair of shoes is a whole different ball game, right? And that's actually why I got Birkenstock boots because I wanted a pair of boots that looked good and that were leather, but that I could stand in all day long. And you can stand in Birkenstocks all day long, so they were worth the extra, the extra penny for those. And then I got another pair of brown ones that are equally comfortable, and um, and that's it. And then I have short black ones, but. The other reason I've gone to a cobbler is I actually was about to go last spring. To the cobbler? Mm, yeah. I got a pair of Prada heels that are too big. And I thought maybe he could um, fill in uh, the heel a little bit so they wouldn't slip off. Right. Again, I, I, I kind of feel like it's wishful thinking and maybe I should just, you know, sell them or pass them on to have a better life. They were given to me um, in a clothing swap. So, you know, which I was, it, they were just out and I, they were in the dust cover in the box. And I was like, um, I might take these. And even though they were a bit loose, I was like, I'll make them work. Right. And we do that so often. And now they're just sort of sitting. They're sitting somewhere. 
Yeah, they're up my my nice heels and my expensive heels. And I don't have a ton, but, well, you and I could debate that, I suppose. But um, I, I was thinking about it. They kind of almost feel like little, I don't know, like, you know, we don't have the space to have a big collection. And nobody really wants a big collection of anything these days. You just something that just sits. And so shoes are one of the last great sort of collector things, right? Um, well, they're practical because you need them, but they also take up room. Right. And you need more than, you know, a pair. So. And women do, I mean, it's like a dress. You don't wear it the same one to everything. Sure. Some people do. You need more than a pair for... You do. Um, so then it becomes a... You know, one of the few things like jewelry that you can kind of collect, right? Um, because, you know, most of us don't collect crystal figurines anymore. Or sure. When I was a kid, China dolls, I had them all right. on a shelf. And so my shoes are kind of taking that position. Space. Because the truth is I'm not wearing – I have some beautiful heels, but I'm not really wearing them. <laughs> so anyway, I'm trying to figure out what to do. That was the last time I had the inclination to go to the cobbler, and then he was closed. And I haven't had a need to wear those heels. So and, now that, and that particular cobbler – Retired and was replaced by a new cobbler. Oh, right, a younger cobbler. Oh, his son or something, I, yeah. or somebody was training with yeah. him. That's well, true. You know, we started the episode by saying it's a profession that we see diminishing, but yeah. it's actually on the resurgence. It is people, and the trades are yes. in general, and mm. and so they should be. We mm. need them. Yeah, of course. I mean, I need. A cobbler. A cobbler. What do you look for before we end the show? Oh, gosh. In I, a good I, cobbler. Like, I, what, what do you Can we expect? do one on shoes? Because I have so we'll many. Do, we'll do an, an episode for the Patreon page <laughs> okay. that we need to on shoes. Okay. So we'll do that for our patrons. Because really have some beautiful shoes We'll I'd talk like about to shoes right after okay. this. But let's focus on cob <laughs> the cobbler. What do I okay. look for in a cobbler? Now, I love the smell of going to a cobbler. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, because there's all those kind of glues and whatnot, so it has a really strong, Yeah, but people's different... funky shoe foot smell. Oh. No, but I only smell the glue and things like that. The leather. The leather, the glue. A lot the... of times cobblers don't just cobble shoes. They do belts and sure. bags and things like that. So there is usually a nice leather kind of smell that does emanate. I mean, definitely yeah. that's the smell you want. We have a leather man shop not far yeah, from he called well he calls himself the leather man right right but he's no cobbler <laughs> he's not no he doesn't cobble he oh he just does leather yeah oh interesting oh he makes stuff he makes leather goods i've yeah. never been in there so neither I, I went in once it was very very pricey for what they had yeah okay anyways but anyways back to the cobbler what do you look for in a good cobbler um someone who's friendly okay someone who Bonus if they give you your shoes in a nice bag and not an old shopping bag, which is what they all do. They an old grocery store plastic bag. Okay. Um, somebody who can find my shoe even if I can't find the little ticket because I usually can't find the little ticket. Right. Um, it's somewhere in my car. Or what do in they my ask purse. you when they're like, "What's like... the ticket?" And I don't have it, and then I describe it, and then. I'm showing a lot of other shoes, and then I can see it usually on the shelf and point to it, and that takes some doing. Um, so your trip to a cobbler is the extended <laughs> affair, if you will. I don't mind paying a decent price. I think some people would say, oh, it's too expensive. Right. I don't – and the older I get, I'm, I'm 
probably felt differently in my 20s, but the older I get, the more I'm happy to pay for good work and the more I'm happy to pay for quality. Inevitably, it's cheaper than buying a new pair of shoes. It is. And if you love a pair of shoes, spend the money and get them. And I would just say this, if people are still awake, and even if they're not, maybe in your dreams, you know, if you spend the money on it, then you will spend less money. I don't remember what I was going to say. That's fine. That's that's fine. <laughs> I, my mind drifted. I it's all good. It's all good. Well, with your drifting mind and our <laughs> close of the cobbler episode, I think it's time to say a farewell to our listeners. Or not a farewell, but a farewell to this episode. Um, I like a cobbler who can look at your sh- shoe that needs repair and tell you what they can do. Oh, and, and what they can't do. And what they can't. But generally speaking, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I can fix this. All right. I have to do is stretch the leather here, hammer the nail there, right. et cetera, et cetera. I would just say, in general, buy quality because quality is easier to fix. There you go. They'll Everything will break down eventually, but quality will take longer to break down, and then it's you have somebody who can help it versus a hollow plastic heel. Well, I hope you enjoyed this quality episode of The Insomnia Project. <laughs> I hope people walk, walk safely. And we hope you had the opportunity to listen and repair your shoes and then sleep.